it's going to be uncomfortable. It is. And I'd rather go through that and learn and say, I at least tried versus being like, I'm comfortable. It's easy. Let me just stick it out. And I didn't want to leave just to leave. I wanted to make sure like I felt excited again. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what made me realize was super coffee. I was like, oh yeah, this is what I was looking for. Like something that excited me, the team to the opportunity, um, and a company who believed in me. Yeah. It's just like, life's too short. And it's like, you can't just live in that comfort zone all the time. And when it comes to you and growing and doing things that excite you and to learn, it's like, you got to do it. You just got to live it. What's up everybody. I'm Jeff Sapier, host of the adult education podcast. This is episode 64 and joining me today is super coffees, Jamie Christ. Before we get started, I just want to take a second to thank you for checking out my podcast. Adult education was formerly known as be more well. So if you were looking for that, you are in the right place. If you missed why I changed the name, you can check out episode 60 for more information on that. But thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to listen. I hope you're able to find some new information, some knowledge and inspiration each week from my guests. I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe to the show so you'll be notified of all future episodes. And if you've got a minute, it would be very helpful if you could leave a rating and review so the podcasting gods know what you think of adult education. It's interesting to me how we meet each other these days. I was listening to a podcast with actor Viggo Mortensen, and he was talking about how he spent a few years living in South America when he was a kid. The host asked him if he still kept in contact with anyone there, and he said no, because back then they didn't have social media and the internet. It was long-distance phone calls, and not everybody even had a phone at that time. And it just got me thinking about how connected we all are and how easy it is to get in touch with people even if you're not there face-to-face. So why am I talking about this? Well, today's guest is someone that I've known for years, but I've still not met in person. Yes, we're still at this point. Jamie Christ gave me some of her time this week. It's the third time that she's been on my show, each time for something a little bit different. But Zoom is the closest that I've come to meeting Jamie in person. So one of these days, we're going to have to rectify this situation, hopefully sooner rather than later. The last time Jamie joined me was just about a year ago. I think the topic of conversation was along the lines of dealing with adversity and sharing your story with people. Jamie has been through a lot in her journey to try and have a baby. Unfortunately, she and her husband still have not been able to make that happen, but I've always appreciated her honesty with the situation. People can connect with a personal story, and that lets them know they aren't alone. Now, this time around, I wanted to talk to her about shifting your goals or rebranding. Since I've been rebranding this podcast, and I knew Jamie was the right person to get in touch with for this, it was a week or two after we last spoke that Jamie left her longtime job with Under Armour to join startup beverage company Super Coffee. It was a big jump, but as you'll hear in this conversation, it seems to be turning out for the best. So big thank you to Jamie for joining me. Here is my conversation with Jamie Christ. Here she is. Hi. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I should know better, you know, trying to book an interview with a rock star like yourself. I mean, I I should know. Oh, no. My calendars don't sync up on my phone for some reason. Like, and I don't usually have too much on my personal, like the personal Gmail, but I don't know why Gmail doesn't, they used to merge them and now they don't. A likely excuse. I was like, I feel like I forgot something today. I was like, what am I like? And then you kind of like, shit. Oh, I just forgot to talk to Jeff, you know, somebody that I've known for years, but hey, it's okay. You're busy jet setting around the country, speaking at conferences. 
God, it's been nuts, but it feels good to be like out and about again. It's so nice. Yeah, I know with your previous job, we'll talk about that, but your previous job, you traveled a lot and then obviously COVID shut things down and then you switched jobs during COVID. So I I imagine like being able to get back out there and travel around must feel pretty good to you. It does. I miss people a lot and I didn't realize it too of like the human interaction of just being around people and the energy of it. Like we came back from the beach and I was like, so depressed. Mm. I was like, you know, just like coming back because it was like the city was like kind of back to normal, but, and then when we live in our place, like a lot of our friends moved out of the city, they're in the burbs. It's totally fine. And I'm like, Oh my God, I miss just, yeah. So it feels good to be back on the road. This month has been nuts. Like we've had, Oh, I was like in four different States last week. And I was like, Oh, I can't, I can't do this shit anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm too old for this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's been wild. How are you guys doing? Uh, We're good. Yeah. She's, uh, she's nuts. Um, she is, she's nine months old now. So she has hit this point where like, she just wants to explore everything and she's like being very vocal and she's very interactive, which is all really good. The downside is I'm, I'm kind of daddy daycare during the day. So like I'm trying to get work done and go on conference calls and do it. And I'm like, okay, just, but she doesn't quite understand what she means. So (laughs) it's, it's, it's been a little more of a challenge now than it was before. When she was like two months old, I could just kind of lay her down and she'd be in one spot until I picked her up. But like now I put her down. I'm like, where the hell did she go? (laughs) (laughs) So it's all good, but it's just challenging. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. She's such a cutie. Well, thank you. Thank you. We got lucky. I guess they say, you know, if you've got ugly parents, you're probably going to be good looking. So that's how it works out. (laughs) Um, So uh, life in general for you, I know we were just kind of catching up on that, but things are good for you overall. Yeah, it's, um, it was, I mean, even though like the world is, I feel like the world's just heavy. Anybody you talk to right now, I'm like, shit is just still so heavy a lot of people are going through a lot of things or know a lot of people are like, are going through heavy things. Um, but we're good. It's like, we had a rough go in the beginning of the summer. Um, we had another like pregnancy loss, but it was like a missed miscarriage and it was like our fourth one. And I'm like, how, like, how is this happening? But I don't know. Like it just, um, I don't know, like being at the beach was helpful and getting away. And even for my husband, because he owns a business, I think for him to step away, not step away, but like to not be in Baltimore and to be working remote was like new for him. Um, I don't know, just, and I think being able to be around our family and friends again, like has really just helped me get through that rut a bit in the beginning of the summer. And like right now it's just like, getting able to like tomorrow I'm going to leave and go see my girlfriends from Salisbury field hockey and, you know, excited to see them. And then we have a wedding next week in Flagstaff, Arizona. Like I'm like, but after this month, I'm like, okay, for real, I need to like chill, (laughs) chill out. It's tough because there is still so much going on in the world, you know, like, but it, but it's not, it doesn't seem to be as forefront as it was, you know, even though if if you're a data person, a numbers person, if you look at say the COVID numbers, you'll see that, you know, numbers are really high comparatively to where we were last year. Right now it's like the same number as last September. Yeah. 
So it's it's, like it's tough because, you know, last last September we were like, close the schools, close everything down, keep it shut down. But now things are opening. And I get it. Like, people want to open things up. I understand that. Nobody wants to be closed. People want to have kids in school. I get all of that. But it's it's so interesting yeah. because it's it's so hard to know how to feel about all of it. Yeah. And after, like, almost two years of heaviness, sure. it's just like, it's, yeah, it's just exhausting. Like, I think it was, like, New York Times posted. Somebody quoted was just like, I am so tired yeah. and it was just all the listen. And you're like, yep, 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 yep. Like I, I resonate with that. Like it, it is. Cause it's just like being on screen all day and then navigating new territories of like, if your kids are going back to school, new schedules. And I had a girlfriend last week in Austin, um, you know, her son's been wearing a mask, caught COVID 11 years old. And three weeks later, he's still having really bad symptoms. Mm. And the doctor's like, he's fine. And she's like, he's not fine he has a temperature and he's having like lung issues like and it's just kind of like this unknown too you know and like still fighting these battles of it it's just um you know it's just, it sucks it's it's hard and I think just like also too with like work conditions like people are like am I going back in the office am I not what's going on so it's just yeah it's interesting and then like dealing with family like I have a family member who's very close to me. She raised me since the age of five and like, she won't get vaccinated. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, what are we doing here? So there's a lot of that too. I think for a lot of folks where it's like, they're losing friends or family members almost too, because of like this debacle of vaccinations. We kind of yeah. got lucky in that world. And I think most of our family would be on board with getting the vaccine anyway, but we got lucky where it was like, you get the vaccine or you don't see your granddaughter. Like that's pretty much the options here, you know, and they that's were like, so we'll do it, whatever, whatever we have to do to see our granddaughter, we are doing it. <laughs> yeah. You guys left out because even on my husband's side of the family, that's not even happening right now. And it's like, really, you're not, you're not going to get vaccinated to see, to see your grandchildren. Like, okay. All right. Yeah. Right. I see where your priorities are. <laughs> like. I don't know. We've had That's a lot of friends that have like not that they haven't really been able to understand why we haven't gone to do as much, you know, as concerts have started to happen more and events have started to pick up again. We've still kind of stayed stayed away from all of it. But it's because we've got a nine month old daughter that can't get vaccinated. That is still very susceptible right. to a lot of diseases, not just COVID. She's susceptible to a lot of things. And we're just doing our best to try to keep her healthy. You know? Yeah, smart. It's smart. It's It's tough. So. Well, this got heavier than I expected it to at the very beginning, so we can All move right. on to something. Uh, the thing oh, that you we were, were like, Dee, let's, <laughs> oh, good thing, let's do it." <laughs> Actually, let's wrap it up. We already we already checked everything we're off good. the list, so we're good. We go deep really fast. <laughs> you should know that about me now. Go deep really fast. Go. <laughs> I feel like there's a joke in there somewhere that I should use, but I'm going to leave it alone. Um, I would just leave it as is. <laughs> <laughs> you were in Austin last weekend, I think it was. What was this? It was the Renegade conference. What was that all about? So, yeah. So Amy Jo Martin, um, yeah. she's a marketing guru. She actually, um, used to be Shaquille O'Neal's like Twitter handler, basically. Oh, like she wow. helped build brand and then the rock. And, and then she, she was working at the Phoenix suns. And this is when Twitter was like just starting to blow up. So I don't even, it was like 2012, maybe if not later or earlier than that. Um, and then, so she quit her job there, created her own social agency. Um, and then 10 years later now she doesn't do the agency anymore, but she has created this like collective community group of women that are like entrepreneurs or CEOs, executives, influencers, like all the above. 
Um, and she does this accelerator. Um, it's like renegade accelerator. It's like a boot camp, basically, of like self branding, how to monitor, like humanize your brand, um, and and think about your brand essence. So like your go to stories, or once you know when you're thinking about your brand, like where do you want to take it? Where do you want to grow? So we covered like public speaking, podcasting, book publishing, like all the essence of like building your brand. Um, so finally we had, um, she had a, a summit last weekend in Austin and it was like 45 women and it was so cool. It was just, it was awesome. And just to be around, we had different speakers like Susie Batiste, who is the founder of Poopery. Um, it's like before you go spray. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm familiar. <laughs> it's so great. And, uh, Julie Cheek who owns Everly Well. So she's a female founder of Everly Well. It, it's only grown in the past five years, but tremendously like huge growth. It's for at home testing for blood work and getting like cholesterol and just your basic stuff to keep an eye on that. Um, and then for super coffee, we plugged in, like add something positive pitch. So some of the women were able to pitch their add something positive ideas. And then we had a panel of people judge it. And then we selected a winner. So that was rad. And, um, I got to meet some investor group, uh, that I'm working with for like IVF artificial intelligence. And so I like, it was just good to connect with people. And I love Austin. The rest of the state is shenanigans, but Austin's great. (laughs) I I do. That that is one thing that I miss because I, I, I didn't do a ton of them, but I miss conferences like that. Like there are some radio conferences that I've gone to that are just, it's great to network with people that I don't get a chance to see. Like my, you know, my coworkers, if you will, that live in like San Diego or Seattle or wherever, Mm. I never get a chance to see these people, but at like a conference, that's when I get to say like, Hey, it's good to hang out with you and not just email all the time, you know? And I I do kind of miss some of that because there is such a huge disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. And just like brainstorming. I feel like when we're at home, we're just like in our own tunnel, like head down but when you're able just like to collaborate and have relatability and to talk through ideas and like, oh, you're going through that too. And the industry, like I just did a round table with some folks in partnership marketing. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm not the only one that like is frustrated with influencer marketing. Like it's everywhere right now. So yeah, it's, it's good to like reconnect with people in the industry and just, I don't know, vibe it out who get it and who are going through it too, you know, and, and whatever you're doing. So yeah. Cause you used to go to like all the cool music festival and events. I feel like, uh, you know, I had some good opportunities. Uh, there was one I used to love to do. We would go to Memphis to do a conference with St. Jude children's research hospital um, every That's year. Cool. And that is, I, I just love that organization. I love the people that work there. It's just, they're, they're just so much fun and they're just great. And that, that was one thing that I really enjoyed. And obviously on top of everything else that's going on, they are a children's research hospital. So they are not doing anything right now because it's just, they're trying to make sure all the kids and doctors and everybody stay healthy. Um, so it's kind of a bummer they're not doing it, but I, I am looking forward to being able to do that again. Yeah. No, it's awesome. It's, I mean, it's just like, yeah, like those type of events too, like when it makes you feel good to give back, mm-hmm. you know, like I used to do a lot of work with Almond Cancer Fund and yeah. um, just like donate when I can, but I'm like, yeah, but I want to do more. Like, I just don't want to like donate, you know, but it's like cancer patients, you can't, can't chance it right now. Right. It's, it's too much. Even if you're vaccinated, like I've had a handful of friends in the past week who caught COVID and it's like, it just, it sucks. It's, yeah. it's really tough. So, um, you yeah. mentioned super coffee a second ago. And the last time that you and I spoke, you oh were still God. working at Under Armour, but you, yeah. you left like 
I want to say like the week I posted the interview, you left. And I was like, what? Like you didn't even tell me? Fair like enough. no, no heads up, nothing, Jamie? What's got so I'm a little upset about that still, even though it's been like a year. I'm still like a little upset about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I'm trying to think when we met, I mean, it happened really quick. So like, I mean, I, for a while I was looking, but, um, I remember I asked you a question about what was coming up in the next year and looking back on it, you were like kind of awkward about that question where you were like, um, (laughs) and and now that I know what happened next, it makes sense because you were like, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to work there anymore anyway. So it doesn't matter. Um, but so it's kind of funny, like looking back on that conversation, how the writing was on the wall. I just didn't, I had no idea. Well, I think it's, it's a couple of things. I mean, listen, like I grew up at that place. Sure. I, I thought it was going to be my whole career there. And I, I loved what I did. I absolutely loved what I did. Um, I think at the end of the day, I just felt like my growth wasn't growing in the right ways where it was more about like politics internally and, 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 you know, dealing with that, um, and resources too. You know, I, I feel like, there's only so much somebody can have a bandwidth of. And I, what I recognize in my career there that, you know, you got to look after you and and that's the most important thing. And, and so, you know, there's certain like red flags that you're like, okay, things are not going to change in X, Y, Z. So you're going to make that move. And also too, I mean, my old boss, Tori at um, Under Armour was at, she's at super coffee. So Hmm. when the opportunity come up, like she brought it up to me before, but I was like, cool, cool. Like keep me posted. And then when they're like, Hey, we actually need a partnership person to come over. I'm like, perfect. And then just getting, I mean, I used to work with the brand, but they used to come to our Under Armour events. And so I think it was Jim or Jake. Um, one of the brothers would come over and like, I'm like, yeah, sure. Like have super coffee there. And like the product was okay. Then, um, you got the point what they were trying to do. And so you're like, sure. You know, to see where they are now. And I, when I tried the product, when Tori reproached me about it, I was like, Oh, wow, like this product is way better than what it used to be. So like they're investing in it, but then like, just, I don't know the, what I, what I realized, realized at Under Armour, I love the part of growing with a brand, growing a brand disruptively, like whatever industry they're in and getting people to care. And I was like, that's, that's what makes me tick. Mm. And so when I feel like with Under Armour and with Under Armour Run, it was getting to a point where it was like, okay, to grow this category, like a lot of these things are out of my hands, budget, footwear, what type of footwear we make, what do we want to do? Like a lot of those factors were out of my hands where I'm like, I can't help anymore. And so knowing that Super Coffee and I had opportunity to bring that to the forefront and, and continue to help build it. I mean, we got a long way to go. Um, I was like, wow, like some people don't even get to do this once in their career with a young brand that's growing. And the other interesting part was um, the investor side. So with them being a private company, when I joined Under Armour, we just went public two years before I started there. So that was something that always intrigued me. It was just like startup company, mm. private company. How do you go public? What's that process look like? And investors. So it just for me, it was like, I'm ready to, to change it up to learn. And CBG is like really good to learn in, in that industry. You know, um, there's a lot of potential. So it's like, why the hell not? So literally it was like, I, I interviewed like the last week of October and it was like during election week. And I remember interviewing literally like a week later, like it was right. Was it November 2nd was election day. We found out like, I found out Friday, I got the job Saturday. We found out Biden won. I was like, I think I was just like flying high the whole weekend. Like 
just celebrating with champagne for the whole weekend. And then it was like so emotional to see like Biden speak and you know, all those, it, it was just like a great weekend. And I was like, all right, here we go. So yeah. Sorry. I didn't tell you. No, <laughs> you, you, you don't, you don't owe me to tell me, but it was just so funny at the timing of all of that. You know I what I mean? Like knew. it was cracking Honestly, me up. I don't think I knew when we chatted. I just didn't know what was going to I have to look happen. up the date. I don't even know if I have it on my computer, yeah, but I, was like, I should look up the date of our conversation because then we'll actually know. It's so wild. And I got to tell you too, when you posted that podcast, I had a couple of friends who were like, oh my God, Jeff, like from the radio, like, <laughs> So you have a fangirl group. I'm just letting you know. Like the only two people that know who I am that listen to the show. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. No. Well, tell them I appreciate them. Of course. Of course. <laughs> well, so I, I thought about you now because I've I've been kind of going through a rebrand with the podcast and also thinking about a sort of rebrand of my own um, career path here. And I was just like, you know, someone who just kind of went through all of that was Jamie, uh, just kind of saying, Hey, I need something new. And you just really touched on so much of it there. But I guess, uh, if there's anything else that you didn't already tell me, like what was, what was your real motivation to say, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of done with this. Like, I know you just dove into a little bit. Was there, was there anything else that kind of made you say, hey, you know what? I think, I think it's time. I would say life's too short. And for me, I was just like, do I really want to be at the same place? Yeah for all this time and, and, and have the same frustrations, I would be more mad at myself if I didn't leave than yeah. just stay, you know, and just thinking through that process of just like, why not? Like the worst that can happen is that I go for this and I go and see what happens and it doesn't work out. Like I'm sure Under Armour, maybe, I don't know, <laughs> like would take me back or I could find another brand in that apparel of run industry that might take me because of my experience. And so it's like, if I do, if I do that, you know, like I can always go back, you know, and at the same time, it's like, it's a little bit of that comfort zone. I mean, even right now I'm like, I'm nine months in and I'm like, am I in the right place? I don't know. Like I question it, you know, like, am I not, not so much of like me not enjoying it, but it's, I'm learning something new every day. And I'm like, beverage industry is so wild. There's so many competitors in it. We're like Under Armour, there was like four or five and maybe in the run industry was a little bit more, but like, I mean, there's thousands of beverage brands and in coffee brands, there's hundreds of them. And there's hundreds of different types of coffee brands or types. And it's just like, okay, like it's going to be uncomfortable. It is. And I rather go through that and learn and say, I at least tried Versus being like, I'm comfortable. It's easy. Let me just stick it out, you know, and, and not try to learn and grow in that sense. So that was just, I think that was like a hard conversation because like with Under Armour, I'm like, yeah, like I knew the industry, it was comfortable. I know how to work the building, you know? Um, and I didn't want to leave just to leave. I wanted to make sure like, I felt excited again. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what made me realize was super coffee. I was like, oh yeah this is what I was looking for. Like something that excited me, the team to the opportunity um, and a company who believed in me. Like I felt that when I talked to, to Jimmy from Super Coffee and in my interview with him, I mean, Tori, who is my boss now, she's always been my cheerleader and, and helper in that sense. So um, yeah, it's just like life's too short. And it's like, you can't just live in that comfort zone all the time. And when it comes to you and growing and doing things that excite you and to learn. It's like, you got to do it. You just got to live it. 
I agree completely. And, you know, failing at something is terrifying because nobody wants to fail. And, you know, maybe failure means you're going to lose your job and you won't have money for things. So I understand why a lot of people will stay in that comfort zone because it is scary to potentially fail. But there's also something so exhilarating about that where it's like, I'm going to give my all into something. And you know what? I, I hope that it works out. But if it doesn't, at least I know that I gave everything I had at this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Cause you're like, Oh shit. Did I just make a move? <laughs> like, sure. You know, and everybody was so, I mean, I had a lot of friends that were shocked. That I was like, they're like, I thought you'd be there forever. And I'm like, yeah, no, like, and that's okay. That's growth. You know, I, to your point about failure, you know, we don't want to fail, but sometimes like that's the best lessons. Like, yeah. I'm sure I failed a couple of times here at super coffee. I definitely failed a lot of times at Under Armour and it's like, you know, but coming on the other side, it's like that, that was the growing that was like helping me get better because if I knew it all, like what's the point, but here I am trying to learn something new and grow that the failure piece, like, I think also in society, it's like, if you fail, you suck. And it's like, well, right. not really, you're still good at what you do. Maybe you didn't make the right decision. Or I could tell you, I signed multiple people before that were not so great for the brand, you know, but like now I know that they weren't great and now I know what to look for. So yeah. Super coffee is interesting. Cause like you were saying before, my introduction to them came, I want to say two or three years ago when they gave a ton of product to our radio station for some reason, it must've been some promotional event. And we just had like a pallet of beverages. Oh. And I, I want to say it was like, a seasonal themed beverage. I almost want to say pumpkin spice, but I'm not hundred percent certain. We have maple pumpkin. It's Maybe a that's bit what it was. Just went live t- uh, this week. Yeah. Okay. So, but this was like, you know, two or three years ago. And I remember trying it and being like, okay, not for me, uh, not my thing, but I have had super coffee more recently. And like, I'm amazed at what the shift has been, how big the change has been. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I'm like, I was saying that we used to have it out of events and, uh, like you would get the clunk of the protein at the bottom. Like yeah. it would just smack you in the face. Yeah. You're like, Shh. you're like, well, that's interesting. That's a interesting experience. <laughs> um, and that, that, that was like what I, you know, and it's funny because we would have in the, in the office and my coworker, Hannah and I would just be pounding it all the time because we'd be traveling and stuff. And like, that's why I was like, I can't drink this shit anymore. I'm done. <laughs> like, but now it's, it's a little bit more tamed and there's so many, a variety of products and stuff of what they've done. And yeah, I feel like they're, and they're just so keen on feedback and product innovation. Like we launched a blueberry latte this year. That was like absolutely killer. It was so good. We got a full breakfast lineup coming up for next year. So it's going to be like caramel waffle and oh, wow. cinnamon roll. So it's going to be really good. Since you started there, I've listened to a few different podcasts with the guys uh, that started oh, yeah. the company. And I really Like, I'm jealous of you. Like, there's a little bit of jealousy that you're at that company because it just seems, and, you know, I hope they're like that in real life, but they just seem to have such a great passion for what they do. But more than that, a passion for people. And that Mm -hmm. is so not present in so many industries and so many offices. There's, there just seems to be this lack of interpersonal communication. Uh, But these guys, they seem to get it. It's like the people around them do so much work mm-hmm. for them that they're, they're vital and they understand that point. Yeah, no, their, their mother is amazing. I met her um, in Austin like a month ago and their mother is just the most down to earth human and, and just really taught them great lessons and, and how to be good people. And they are, I mean, all three of them are so different, but they're all just amazing people. And I know I could pick up the phone to any of them and, 
anything I need, like they're, and, and they, they're like that with the whole company and it's going to evolve quite a bit because now it's a 120 person company. It's very different, but I mean, they work their tails off. They really throughout the call, like we do this thing, like gratitude at the end of the call. So people give like coach shout outs, basically they really praise people for the work that they do. And it's just, it is, it is refreshing, um, you know, to see young 20 year olds own a company, run it the way that they do and have this mindset um, a fast pace too of like what's happening, but just like this people mindset and looking after people and, and just, yeah, it's, it's incredible. And like positive energy, like that's what we talk about, like with our products, but like, they're all about positive energy and you can see it just, you know, even when we get some hits, like they're like, okay, what do we learn from this? Let's move forward. So it's really refreshing. It sounds, it almost sounds like the dream scenario right? Like it seems like the kind of thing that when you're, when you're picturing yourself in an office or with a company, they check off so many boxes of what you may want. You know, when you're imagining that scenario, like, wow, everything seems to be, it's almost like it's too good to be true. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. And like I wasn't, we just opened a headquarters down in Austin, Texas. And, um, I was sitting in the office and it, I think that's when it really sunk for me. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not an Under Armour anymore. Like, this is, this is real life. Even though I've been there for like seven months at that point. <laughs> and I think it's hard because I'm in Baltimore still. I don't have any other coworkers really here. But sitting in the office and seeing the three of them, and then like Jake comes up to me, like gives me a fist pump. He's like, "What's up, coach?" You know, like just the energy of, and just the whole team that's there in Austin. We just saw, um, brought on a new VP of HR, Andres. He came from Whole Foods and Amazon. Oh, wow. our, our CFO came from there as well. And so just like seeing the dynamic of people in the office too and just what they bring to the table and, and the dynamic is it's special. And um, yeah, I just, I, I feel really truly blessed of being in the, in the place I am right now with them and falling into this brand. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. What's been your biggest struggle so far? At the company? Yeah. Or, you know, transitioning to a new company and, and you know, just learning oh. this new world. Like what's been your biggest struggle? Uh, I would say the influencer marketing side is very tricky. Uh, you know, it's like you want to scale. So it's like micro influencers, macro influencers. Um, you know, there's a lot of brands out there that just do, they pay for short term content. So it'll be like literally like, three pieces of content versus the length and trying to navigate those waters of like, just because other brands do that doesn't mean that, that we should do that. And which way do we want to do it? But it like, also what's the return on the investment at the same time? Like there's a layer of the retailers where I feel like, you know, we are a brand that's growing and people want to know what we're doing and lean into that. But also like a lot of the distributors, own, own it and, and say what they want or like what makes them excited about the brand where, yeah, maybe, I don't know, XYZ influencer doesn't, but maybe this football player will like DeAndre Hopkins or Christian McAfee because they're investors that just comes top of my mind. And so how to really leverage them and like using their faces on our creative, like in store, you know, where Under Armour was very like, not that way. It was more about the storytelling and activation online. I mean, that's a big part of it too, but with distributors in the beverage industry, it's, it's just a whole different gamut that I'm trying to lean into and understand. And so, yeah, like I have a ton of learning to do. And so working through that, so it's all those pieces together. 
And I feel like influencer marketing changes every single day between TikTok and Instagram and all these different elements. Um, you know, it's just navigating like cost structures and terms and what's going to make the best move for us that people trust us and see our credibility too. Well, I'm available. Um, if you need someone on a very low scale, uh, <laughs> I'm on it. I'll take it. I, I've, I've always found the, the influencer thing kind of interesting to watch because sure you've got people that have 2 million followers and obviously they have a very wide range, but is that wide range too big for what you're trying to accomplish? Then you have people that say they have 10,000 followers, but 9,000 of them are all in the same circle of friends. So what are they really reaching, um, you know, outside of that, you know, so I've always found it kind of interesting for how companies will like pick and choose, you know, like, like, okay, we'll have you post about something, but if everybody that follows you is a friend of yours or in the same community, I'm not getting the other people that I'm really trying to attract in, you know, to, yeah. to try something. So it's, it's such an interesting game to play. I would think. It is. So, and that's like why it's important to scale from the bottom to the top. So when you think about macro influencers, I mean, a lot, it, it depends on the algorithms too. Um, in Instagram and who's seen it. So you're seeing a decrease of engagement for those folks. And that's what you want. You want people to engage with whoever the influencer is. So they get to learn with the brand and then it's that next step for them to purchase. And so what we're seeing is more like the micro influencers are getting more engagement, you know, people lean in more, um, you know, it's more of trustworthy and credibility because they're not getting paid as much as like a macro influencer of millions of followers. They know they're getting paid big time money. So I think it depends on the, on the person um, and kind of who they are and how they are very transparent with the brands that they work with. And then to your point, it's like, you know, the community that, you know, if it's a smaller influencer who's around them, and maybe it is easier, actually, what we see with loyalists, like it's easier for their friends and family to convert to a brand versus trying to work through a celebrity and convince it that way because they know it's a big time deal. So like word of mouth is everything, you know, and, and scaling that way. So it's really like depending on the key. I look at the key regions that we're trying to aim to who are the big influencers in those cities, those regions. So we hit it from a grassroots approach, but then always to the top. So we do have those bigger name people that are credible. And I think brand strategy and partnership strategy is so key because it's like, you can go any direction you want, but you need to figure out like, what are your filters of the type of people you want to bring on and why? And how does that relate to the brand? So they're like, oh yeah, totally makes sense that they will work with Super Coffee because they rep represent positive energy and it's just who they are. Oh, and by the way, they love coffee. So like, it's a no brainer. So it's just trying to like, work through and peel back the layers a little bit of what we want to stand for, what influencer or influencer categories we want to go. Cause it could go like fitness and wellness or team sports, entrepreneurship. I mean, nutrition, like all the things. So it's just really like trying to nail down what, what's a priority. And then like, what are the key pillars that we want to exemplify through those ambassadors or partners? What's been the biggest difference between working for a public company like Under Armour and now working for a private company like Super Coffee? Well, I would say the biggest thing what I love is getting things done quicker sure. and getting approval quicker. <laughs> you don't have to go through so many layers of the, the corporate chain to get approvals or, you know, you can move so much faster with a private company depending on the size, obviously, but just knowing that like we can make moves fast. If we have an idea, we could bring it to the table and 
Under Armour, it was like, if it wasn't part of the plans, you know, what we discussed six months ago, it's off the table. Mm. And I mean, Under Armour was never, it wasn't always that way before, but like early days, we could be a little bit more flexible and, and quick on our toes about like certain opportunities that came up. But then once it got a little bit older and more corporate, you couldn't really do that. And so, you know, with Super Coffee, like we're able to move faster, get approvals quicker, um, be, be a little bit more nimble and getting things done in that sense and take, take advantage of the opportunity, which I, I personally enjoy, um, and just making it happen. Yeah. I would think there'd be a different level of freedom with a private company versus a public company. There's, there's a different sense. Like, yes, the private company, super coffee has a ton of investors, but they're giving you money and they trust you with that. When they're investing money, they're saying, I trust you to do the right thing. Let's become, you know, a partner here in this. With a public company, it's a little bit different the way that works. I would think there'd be a little more freedom to do things with the private. Yeah, and it's like reporting the numbers. You know, I, I when uh, Kevin used to have to do the earnings calls, and I'm sure he still does with Patrick. Like, you know, there were some things that would come out of that, and and reporting ahead of time. So, I mean, I get it. It's like you know what you're telling the street, what you're going to do, you need to deliver against that where, you know, for private, you're just reporting to these investors to that regard and reporting into them and getting their feedback versus like, instead of wall street, you know? So yeah, it's a little bit different. What are you excited for coming up here with super coffee? Oh, so many <laughs> things. Um, I love that. I know nobody else can see this because this is an audio medium, oh, yeah. but that was a great <laughs> reaction to that. Uh, so I think just seeing our leadership team who's come on board, we just brought on a chief creative officer and I think he's going to be amazing for us. He used to work at Buy, Um, so he's going to be great and just loving up our creative and, and just out, outside the box thinking. Um, we actually just brought on a new athlete, which was great. Gabby Thomas. So I think just broadening our, our, our roster and just the scaling our, our roster as a whole I think the new flavors, we got a new recipe coming up too. So just taking that feedback, I know monk fruit is like a very strong tasting um, ingredient in our product, but I think with the new recipe, it's going to evolve quite a bit for folks and just kind of, we were calling it better, just got better. Like basically like that's what's happening. Like our product is good and it's better for everyday use, but like, how are we getting better? And then uh, breakfast flavors I was talking about. Yeah. I think that's going to be so rad with those those flavors and just seeing blueberry latte crush it last year. Uh, we're going to be potentially activating at Super Bowl and then we'll um, do a na another national campaign called Add Something Positive and it's all based on deliver acts of positive uh, positivity. So I just like, there was a lot of good learnings this year. We had some really great marketing people in place, but like seeing where we could go for next year, I'm like, it, it's it's going to be awesome. I love this energy. I always love the energy that you bring uh, to everything in general, but you just, there does seem to be a little something different, a little different glow in you, Jamie, with uh, this I new endeavor. Thank you. I appreciate it. Maybe it's all the damn coffee I drink now. I don't know. Like, just buzzing all the time. I do have to control it because I'm like, what you don't see is like, I have a whole stash of super coffee over here and I'm like, you cannot drink this multiple times throughout the day because it would not be good. So oh, sure. It's like right there. It's around you all the time. I would imagine that's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's why and I can I never work at a brewery. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, you just be drunk all the time. Like shit. It'd be terrible. Um, are we going to lose you to Austin? Oh, that's a great question. I've gotten a lot of questions on that lately. They're like, so are you moving? If it's like that or the beach. Um, so 
luckily my husband owns a business that is based out of Baltimore. I have tried to convince him that for us to move to Austin, I think it'd be really cool to just live somewhere different and, and be at the office more. And Austin, have you been to Austin? I never have. Like I'll, I'll tell you, I, when I was in college, I worked for a college radio station and I got invited to South by Southwest every single year, but I just couldn't Good. afford it. I was so broke. Oh. I just couldn't afford the flights and everything. And I'm so bummed because this is the early 2000s. So there were like some kick-ass bands that broke in that, like the Strokes and all these different, like really cool bands oh that, that were like rocking at South by Southwest when I would have been able to go. And I'm so bummed. Like it's one of my regrets in life. I don't have many, but that's one of my regrets in life. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a great town. The people are awesome. Uh, everybody's super outdoorsy and just very motivated, I would say in that sense. It's just, it's really refreshing. Now I would say there's not a ton of diversity, which I don't like coming from Baltimore. Like it just, it is a very predominant white city yeah. of one. I, I, I just, for me, I'm like that this just feels weird, but, um, I do think there's a lot of good people moving there there. It's going to shake up quite a bit. A lot of people from LA have moved there too. entrepreneurs, big companies, tech companies. So it is interesting. I used to go for the past five years because of Under Armour and just seeing the growth in the past five years. I'm like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, but I, I enjoy it. It's like, you got Lake Travis, you got Lady Bird Lake right there in the city. It's a big run town, but, um, but no, I think we're going to be home in Baltimore for a bit. Um, my husband keeps reminding me like, we're, we can't move Jane. Like, we can't just pick up a landscape company and just move. Like, is that what his company so, is? I guess I didn't know what he did. Yeah. So he owns a hardscape landscape company. So decks, patios, uh, when you see people have like the, the fireplaces and the ovens and all sure. that crazy stuff he does that. And then he does a lot of HOAs and snow plowing and all that. So yeah, I mean, he's got like 90 employees. So it's like, he can't just pick up and move. Yeah. It's not as easy. So, but uh, we're, I mean, I, I love the city. I was just talking to a friend of mine today about, it. I was like, you know, we go down to Rehoboth beach quite a bit. And I think it's such a good, actually, I was talking to Kate about this <laughs> and I was saying how it's, it is such a good way to get fresh air and a little bit more calmness, you know, when you go to the beach and I think it's a good balance between here and, and the city energy and the vibe of it. And I love the people area. I like love this city. So, but if I could move, I'd be like, why not? Well, I'd like to keep you here as long as possible because Thank you. <laughs> you you would be severely missed. I know that, um, you know, you've made a strong connection with a lot of people. And I know, what was it Baltimore Magazine? No. What was it? Which one did you just win the award for? Baltimore Magazine? Uh, yeah, Baltimore Magazine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was um, Best of Baltimore. It, they did a segment, Future is Female, uh, Best uh, Wellness Influencer. Wellness Influencer. That's what it was. Okay. I, I had no idea because... I came home, I got this like weird email. I was like, hi, it was one of their interns, Katie. And she was just like, Hey, we would love to send you an issue of the Baltimore magazine. You won best Baltimore wellness influencer. I'm like, excuse me, like what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know this was a thing. And it, I guess, cause it was their editor's edition. So the editors picked and choose around the city and they just put such kind words in there and um, just very like who I am and my purpose. I feel like my purpose and because I share so much, like what I've been through and, you know, just not with the fertility's journey, but also just in life, you know, and, um, it was awesome. Yeah. It was really sweet of them to do that and, and connect it with the Rev community too, which was, it was great. That's what I mean. Like, I just, I think you're, you are someone that has 
made an impact. You've made an impact on other people's lives. You've made an impact on this city. And as much as I want the ultimate best for you, and if going to Austin would be that ultimate (laughs) best for you, it would be sad to see you go. I just hope that you understand how much you are loved in this region. Thank you. That means so much. It just, yeah, it, that's the thing. It's like the people in the community just keep me going. You know, like I was saying in the beginning of this, it's just like, there's, there's heavy moments and it's, it's heavy. And I think a lot of people are going through it, but it's like, find your people and you got to stay in touch with your people. And and the people for me are in Baltimore, which I I'm so grateful for. Well, Jamie, I always appreciate your time. Uh, Thank you so much for this. I love this new endeavor for you. I I love the excitement that you have for it and just everything that seems to be coming with it. So I'm really excited to see where you go with super coffee and, and how you grow and, you know, just always appreciate you taking some time to chat with me. Thank you. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what's happened with the podcast and what's new for you, man. Well, I'll give you the quick rundown. I, if you, if you want me to, um, yes. So when I when I started it, I I'm t- I'm not creative when it comes to naming things. It is definitely not my strength at all. So when I started, I called it Be More Well because I liked the idea of Baltimore Be More kind of thing. And then yeah. it was sort of wellness oriented. So I thought Be More Well, like that seems to make sense. I never loved the name. It was never like the greatest thing in my mind, but but it worked. It fit the the need. But then as time went by, I kind of realized like. A, I'm missing out on conversations with people that could be really great because they're not, you know, quote unquote wellness people. And mm-hmm. B, I just, I just think I'm more interested in just learning things in general. It doesn't have to be about wellness. I just want to learn more about, you know, like this conversation is about taking that leap and, and making that step to, to change your path and change your career, yeah. even though that might be terrifying to you. And that's something that maybe I wouldn't have been able to talk about, you know, when it was under the idea of be more well. Well, but it's like connected. I mean, it's like anything we do, it's got to be for your, your mental wellness stage in that sense. Like, I think that's what it comes down to sometimes too, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, I, I could definitely, I was finding ways to attach them, uh, but ultimately I decided to change the name and the podcast is yeah. now uh, known as adult education. Um, so that's, I like what that. I, that's what I'm rolling with because I, I do kind of feel like when you, when you graduate school, whatever that school may be, you kind of stop learning. Like you learn about your job and how to do better at that. Or you learn how to be a parent because you have kids or or whatever this is, but you don't really like, you don't educate yourself the same way, you know? And I, and I've been craving that. I've been craving that sort of like information and learning. I just want to, I want to know more about everything. Mm -hmm. So that's where I've shifted it. So now I'm calling it adult education and that's where the podcast is going. So we'll, you know, we'll see. Yeah. What's been your favorite learning thing this past year in 2021, I would say. Wow. I mean, I I think just because it's topical for me, I've done a lot of conversations with uh, like experts on children and parenting. And um, actually there's one couple and I I can't think of the name of the couple, but they wrote a book called the 8080 marriage. You'll have to send me the name of the couple. I will. I will. Um, And it's interesting because the idea is not, you know, a lot of people think of like 50, 50, like you share everything in the relationship. But what yeah. they say is when you when you think about sharing everything 50-50, then you end up having resentment because if you feel like you're doing 55%, then you're like, well, mm-hmm. damn it. Like, that's not fair. It's supposed to be 50-50. That sucks. You're not holding up your end of the bargain. And there's So the idea is radical generosity. So you're doing 80% all the time and both people are doing 80%. So yes, I know 80-80 does not add up to 100. It adds up to 160, <laughs> but that's the point. You're, you're not really thinking about, am I doing just enough? You're thinking about, I'm just going to do it because maybe yeah. my partner had a bad day. So I'm going to step up today. I'm going to take care of this and I'm not going to look for something in return. It's so interesting. I don't know if Brene Brown brought that up before okay. on her books or podcast or 
I don't know, but she brought that up of just like how her and her husband had to go through that phase where she's like, they, they, they do like a check-in. I don't know if it's a scale from one to 10 or like the percentage of like, how are you today? And like how they kind of try to help each other out, like depending on where they are in that sense. Like, so if both couples are at like 20%, like, okay, well this, something's not working. So we need to figure this out, you know, and, and that kind of check-in. I have to find out, I'll just send it to you, but I'm intrigued by that. Yeah, it's interesting. And I don't, I don't know about you, but I know uh, our, ourselves, like my wife and I got married in December of 2019. So the pandemic came in March of 20. We have been married for three wow. months. So it was, yeah, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of quick. You know, we lived together for a while. So we, we'd been around each other a lot, but when you get locked into a house with someone, I don't think we ever got to a dangerous place, but there were times where like, you just wanted that separation where you're just like, Oh my gosh, I'm oh, going yeah. to kill you. Like, I can't, I can't be yeah. in this place with you anymore. But I think, you know, kind of putting that mindset in play of like, I have to stop thinking about did this person do enough today and just think I'm going to step up and do it because it just, it's just the way that it's going to work. And there have been days where I've sucked and she's stepped up and taken care of it and vice versa. I really think that mindset is, has saved so much for us in this household. So that's probably been the biggest thing. Yeah. Well, then you add that in there. Yeah. You know, I wasn't even sure if I was going to get to go to the hospital with her because restrictions were so tight. So yeah. Yeah. It's so wild. There, uh, there was a lot, but that, that's probably, I'll, I'll look up the, uh, the authors and I'll send that yeah. to you uh, after, but yeah, the 80, 80 marriage, that's probably the biggest one that I've I love that. Caught that's on. very cool. Well, I'm excited for you. And you do such a great job at this. Like, I don't know, like, so you actually, I haven't told you this yet, but you have inspired me to start a podcast Ooh. and I'd like, it's literally been actually a year since the last time we chatted and I've been planting the seed. I created like a logo and everything. I tried to do some interviews like last December. I was like, editing is pain in the ass. Like, screw this. I don't have time. <laughs> it is. Uh, so I'm working with the company to help me to kind of help with the recording and the editing process and all that stuff. So I'll definitely need to like pick your brain, but you do such a great job and make it so seamless. And you know, like you just flow with the questions and you're so present with it. It's yeah, you kill it. And you, I just wanted, I had to let you know that because like, not many people know that. I think I've told like five people that I was like, I think I'm going to start a podcast, but, um, you've really inspired me in doing that and taking that step, but it's literally taken a year that I'm like, okay, I'm just going to need help. Like I can't do it on my own. I'm just going to need help. It's yeah. tough. I mean, I, I, I don't even have time to edit most of mine half the time. It takes me forever to get things done nowadays. Um, but it, it is tough. Thank you for the compliment. And I would love to help you in any way that I possibly can. Cause I, I love yeah. I love stuff like this, and I, I can't wait to hear what you come up with. I want to be a subscriber. I'm in. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, Jamie, thank you so much again. I, I appreciate it, and I'm just I'm so excited for you. Yes. No, let's, I'm going to hold you accountable, too. Like, we'll see what Jeff's next chapter phase, what's, what's coming up next. I'm excited to see what happens and, and go from there. Thank you to Jamie Christ for her time. I always joke with her, but seriously, I, I know she's a busy woman and it means a lot that she takes some personal time to have these conversations with me. And thank you to everybody who is listening today. I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to hang out with us. Please subscribe to Adult Education and leave a rating and review if you have a moment. Also, we're on Instagram at Adult Education Podcast if you want to follow us there. Until next time, be well. <laughs>